All right, there we go. Now we're going. What's up, dog? How's got it going, our, man? Our good friend, got our good friend Counter Trades here, the godfather, the founder, one and only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> joining us from what? You're out. You're out of Western California, right? Of course. Yeah, yes, sir. California, short drive Hell away from yeah. Disneyland. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm back in Michigan. I'll be there beginning of August, and yeah, stand stand up in Hollywood, back at the old the old crib, you know. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so I'll have a good trading view for a couple. And I, dude, I'm like I've been on a good streak with like, you know, as I keep saying on this this podcast, like consistency being really important with options. I'm learning. I've been really good about being on it this whole week and noticed a big, big difference. So I'm just going to have to, like, force myself to get up at, like, 4 a.m. like you crazy asses when I'm out there. Like, I just got to suck it up and do it, you know? Yeah, we, uh, we're we on that schedule. I have definitely have tried to wake up at, you know, 6.25 right before market. And when I try and cut corners, I definitely just am not as successful. So, yeah, you got to stick with that schedule, man. Yeah. How you feeling, by the way? Are you over? I know you weren't, haven't been feeling too hot. You've been kind of, you know, I know you've been touching really? our morning voices and stuff. You've been getting over some shit out there. Do you have COVID? No. Is it I, back? I, I tested three times. I mean, I have so many tests. Um, I tested, like, right away because I was like, here we go, you know. And then a few days in, I was like, this is getting bad, you know. Yeah. Let's try this again. I was just in, not in denial, but how is it not COVID, you know? And then, um, I gave myself another one. I was just, when it was lingering, I was in bed for three days though. Shit. You know, I was were getting texts like, uh... where are you at? Are you cool? I haven't heard from you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause normally you're like really good about being responsive on any sort of text or discord or whatever it might be. So yeah, uh, yeah, I can see why people are like, "Yo, man, we need to we have to do a courtesy call in the old uh, Keanu household." <laughs> yeah, I I was I was trading in the morning. I'd get my ass handed to me, and I'm like, "Fuck this, I, I'm I'm sick anyway." And then I'd go to sleep from you know nine thirty or nine until power hour, basically. Um, yeah, but you know, I read those things that are like, make sure you're physically sound to trade. And when I had COVID, I did really well probably just because shit was running it wasn't me um <laughs> but i thought it was me so you know i um was like well last time i was sick you know it did well but this time i got my ass oh uh, yeah i mean much different market than a covid market though of course and like yeah i keep saying this as well i'm so i'm almost kind of like of course i'm kind of kicking myself being like man i wish i was trading options in 2020 that would have been huge would have made bank but I, I keep saying, like, I'm so glad I kind of waited till now to learn during this shit because it's like, I'd rather instill these rules now than, like, I know a lot of folks who just I see on, on Twitter and stuff who kind of, like, get their confidence shaken a little bit because they were just crushing it 2020, 2021, and then coming into this year, they're like, fuck, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. And so okay. I'm kind of really, and you've said this too, I think you've tweeted it in different things, but, like, if you can figure out this market, when the bull market comes back, like, game over, you know? Yeah, so, this is uh, this has been a little bit of a choppy market, um, to say the least. And if people learn to hold runners before the market really starts to run, you're going to be paying some mortgages and student loans with your runners because the goal has always been for me to, you know, let's say I take out five, ten contracts, whatever it is, 
and their $500 contracts, um, getting free contracts. And if I get free contracts on a Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday even, and I can let it ride and I'm like, all right, you know, let's say I take out that whole position. I make 500 bucks. Okay. Contracts cost 500 each anyway. So now I have one to two free contracts that I can ride. And if it goes to zero, it goes to zero. But if you keep doing that, at some point you're going to kind of print your lottery ticket and get a $10,000 monster win. And uh, yeah, that's the goal, man. You know, if you cut them, then Thursday, Friday, you're like, oh, I, I, I could have still, you know, any profitable trader is going to have that. I could have made more. That's yeah. just any profitable trader can probably say that every single day. Yep, I think so, for sure. I mean, I could see how. It's like, it's just like, I mean, it's impossible to time it, but I always say, but if you get it right, I mean, look, if you catch the most of the, if you catch a majority of the move, who cares? But yeah, you're never going to hit it perfect, you know? And so, maybe once in a blue moon, but you have to be you know, happy catching a chunk. That's just, that's just it. It's yeah. just like the dating world, dude. You know, when you're single, <laughs> are you going to catch these chicks on in their prime? Or you're like, you know, did you see that band before that they were, I saw them at the whiskey. Now they're at the forum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's like, I mean, still great. Just different experience. <laughs> by the way, but I haven't like, been to the whiskey in uh, 20 years. So man, I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know if I actually ever even been in it. I know like, uh, dude, I did a comedy show briefly at the Viper room. Because oh, wow. cool dude, uh, this guy Jeffrey already, dude. This guy knows like I swear I don't. He used to be a music manager out in LA, so he knows like all these bands and runs these clubs and stuff. And so he ran like the Viper Room for a while and like see me at the Improv and just you know like seeing my same way like you and I got connected. Like hey, that guy's cool. It's, you know, it's like let's give him a show. And uh, yeah. you know, just comedy doesn't fit at the Viper Room. It just doesn't work there. <laughs> so no, we did like I think two shows, and I was like, yeah, man, this is like. And I, at that time, I was. I was kind of exhausted. Like I didn't want, as far as like producing comedy shows, that's kind of like the last thing I wanted to do. I just kind of wanted yeah. to focus on, on trading, you know, or not trading. <laughs> think of this, think of this show. I wanted to focus on like doing my own sets. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to focus on my own shit. Like that's why like when I yeah. see a lot of these dudes, like you guys who are like running these discords, like, and I, I kind of say like, there's so many different people in this world. There's like a discord or, or a community for everyone. But like, a lot of you dudes like running running discords and doing education stuff on top of trading. It's like next level shit, you know. I'm like, it's so much more work. I'm like, man, yeah. I'm just catching up trying to execute. And these guys are like, all right, yep, got my uh, my morning charts yeah. done, and they're in my yeah. uh, premium. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how these guys would produce shows. A lot of times, you know, a Tuesday night and a Sunday night or whatever it is, and you know they're doing their own set. I'm like, you're you're writing material too. Good. I mean, good Dude, for you. Gets, you know, I know it's a long week. It's exhausting. You, yeah, you. I can't imagine your DMs and the DMs of these guys. You know, Dane Cook and these other guys that are these big dudes. They were just getting pulled everywhere. You know, how do you? Oh even yeah, keep up? dude. It was that was also what was so like fun about it though. It's like you know, it's. For me, it got annoying because you're you have like a regular crowd and you kind of want to like do well for them all the time. But it's hard to have a killer ten minutes every month or every week. That's different. It's just it's almost impossible unless you're like a guy who just riffs or something. Um, right. So 
Yeah, but then as far as, like, comics coming in, that's why, like, dude, I would usually book, like, two or three comics, if that. And the improv would send over people. And then once word got out about the show being hot, there'd be, like, you know, you'd be turning down people who had done, like, five Tonight Shows because too many big people were in the room, you know? Do you... Did Would you bump people, though? Like, somebody yeah. that's... Oh, yeah, dude, it sucked. I fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You call dude, me back, the, and you're like, sorry, Tosh called me dude, back. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, there's still one I feel bad about. This comedian named Maria, I forget her last name, not Shahada, someone, uh, Maria. It's, dude, really, um, really funny chick I met out in L.A. She lives in, she does comedy in England now, but I had her on a show, and she was, like, all ready to go, super psyched. Hadn't done the improv that much, and on a hot night, I was like, yeah, she's funny, let's put her on. Like, And anytime people did my shows, I wasn't like, hey, man, promote it, make sure people come dude it's gonna be it's gonna be full don't worry just come and do well you know and so mm-hmm. she got there i think she even had some friends that come out to see her and i'm like i have to i have to cut you from the lineup like i'm so i still feel bad about it like, like yeah. years ago i mean i don't feel that bad but I, it's, if i really think about it i'm like ah oh, fuck that really sucked you know yeah you do have to it, it sucks comedians understand uh yeah it's part of the game but it's part of it's part of the game dude it's like it's you have to just like just like trading man you got to cut your emotions sometimes you got to realize the game it's like it's not every you know that's why i tell comics when you when you have a a good set stay and like let those people tell you you were good like put one in the win column let them feed your ego for a minute it's like that's why like sometimes on trades it's like i I see people like i i just wanted to get out i needed a win you know i get that where it's like hey man sometimes you just you you want to have a good set and do well and just like enjoy that moment like be the guy everyone's everyone's talked with the bar for a minute then you go home and you you can ride on that for a couple more months you know of course because like especially with, especially when you're a broke comic you have no cash or nothing like that's all you have to ride on like that's it like, that's the only thing that makes you happy really <laughs> dude I, that was one of the biggest things that made me not pursue it is i i am just do not want to be broke i was like fuck that bro dude. for 30 years my... some of these guys have been doing this stuff these rounds since I was first going to LA when I was 18 <laughs> and I couldn't even get into shows and they're still just Bro. doing, you know, features or whatever. Yep. Still living in a one bedroom shitty apartment with like a, a sad pool, you know? And it's, it sucks. And like, honestly, that's why, like when COVID hit, I was like, I was already making some decent money, but I was like, when it hit, I was like, all right, I really need to like lean into something that's more sustainable because this just proved yeah. how quick it can be turned off. And uh, right. that's when I leaned into all this stuff and we reconnected because and that's what that's why I love like I'm so glad I kind of I have put comedy on the back burner since like I want to say like May or so that's when I started going like a little heavier and then especially the last like month or so going really heavy into like really trying to be a consistent trader just really being at it every day and doing what I'm supposed to do to like make this work you know um but now I'm seeing where I'm like ooh, if I just keep doing this I see where I can make both of these work eventually you know I kind of had to lean into this one a little extra just like how in my 20s, I had to lean into being a better comic at the, at the cost of my financial future. You know, like, I often didn't have shit. I oft, most of my 20s, I had, like, 100 bucks, truly, yeah, until yeah. I was, like, 28, you know? And so, yeah, man. but I became a much better comic because of that, because I wasn't focused on So it's like, now it's like, okay, I needed to put that on the back burner for a couple of months. I'm, I know my comedy is slipping a little bit, but once I do a couple, I'll just be right back in it. Um, but uh, I just needed to do that to kind of focus on this. And then now it's like, okay, now I see where I can balance the two and make them both work. Now I'll be that guy where it's like, hey, man, can I go up second? <laughs> like, I got to work in the morning. 
like work, um, you know? So tell me about when you would be like down to your last 33 bucks in LA. <laughs> Dude. I mean, I, are you, I, I look back you, on you're it. You're bumming I, meals. I mean, you're bumming meals from back. people. Honestly, what fine. really worked, what really helped, uh, was the Taco Bell menu back in the day. Like seriously, it sounds crazy, but like when I have to be that low, the five layer burritos used to be like two of them were $3 and 16 cents. And you could fill up quite well on that. So, like, there'd be yeah. weeks where I'm like, I really want to focus on my diet, but I kind of have to eat these burritos. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, looking back, I'm like, that's why now I'm like, as much as I'm like, all right, I'll never get back to that ever again. You know, that's why I'm like, okay, if it's if I have to put comedy on a back burner for a few months to focus on some other stuff to where I'm not one of those people who's struggling at, you know, whatever age in a one-bedroom apartment in NoHo, uh <laughs> I'm going to do that. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that person. Like, so, and I just got to a point where I like meant, I think there was one time, like I had to call my mom for a few bucks and I was like, never again. Like this is, this is never happening again. And, uh, it hasn't since. And that was like when I was 27 or 26, I think. And so I've, I've heard these, uh, comedians that they do a spot for 20 bucks and their parking was $17 bro all the time all the time and like that's and that's also like if you became decent enough for like one a bar show to pay you in LA or two um like the one of the clubs to be paying you the Hollywood Improv to be giving you hey you're a paid spot you know or or the the comedy store I mean that takes a decade at the comedy store unless you're like a name you know right and so yeah it just doesn't work and like I feel like people who come into people who come into comedy and trading the people who come into either one expecting to make money right away are in it for the wrong reasons are not going to be successful like i know you want to make that's the obviously the goal ultimately but you have to enjoy yeah. the process because if you can't handle like the, the the tough shit like if you can't handle watching like super dry youtube videos and reading books about candlesticks if you can't right. handle waiting five hours for a two-minute spot at the comedy store then get the fuck out man there's fine dude, there's plenty of things to do you can make money a ton of ways. It's these two aren't for it. You know, these aren't for you. And so, so yeah, I look at I, like, I, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I, I was coaching basketball for years and I would have my players like cut through the middle of the key and they're wide open. They don't get the pass from the, the guard and they're like, oh, that doesn't work. And I'm like, you might have to cut through a hundred times. And I'm like, <laughs> who's your favorite wide receiver? You know, and like, oh, at the time, Calvin Johnson or somebody, Larry Fitzgerald, and I'm like, I mean, Calvin Johnson's the obvious answer. Of course, no Lions. It's all we have. So he runs sixty routes a game, fifty, and a phenomenal All-Pro game, five to seven receptions, maybe eight. You know, eighty to hundred yards. I'm like, so he ran forty-five routes where he wasn't even thrown at. At least those are <laughs> yeah. routes. Those aren't counting the yeah. running plays. So dude, yes, come on, dude. Yeah, man. You know how many routes you have to run full tilt while getting jacked, but the ball not coming to you, but be ready full. when it does. You have to run full tilt because if you don't, when when the play isn't for you, you're gonna give. That they know to the exactly. They know right where it's away. going. Yep, yep. If you're not so, like yeah. acting like it's coming to you every time, and it's, right, right, dude. I, I'm it, like, <laughs> All right, if you, if you if you started piano today with your piano teacher, 
you're going to learn the keys, you're going to learn this, that, and the treble clef, and then eventually get to the bass clef, maybe. How long would that take? Yeah. Years? And I mean, how long did you yeah. your first little concert? And people are like, I've been trading for three months, I haven't made a profit, like what's going on here? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. are you out of your damn mind, dude? Yeah, dude. You're not I, seriously. smart dudes that have been doing this for 40 years. You're not. Yep. And I've, I've noticed this a lot. I mean, I'm sure you have two people who come to you, but uh, just just if you if it's making you too nervous, just put down like 50 bucks. Put down 100 bucks. Like and just and just look at the percentage gains and just just put that cuz like you will eventually scale it up, but just like learn the concepts with small money and don't like lose your mind i mean people come in they're like yeah i put two grand down on this and i lost i'm like what are you doing yeah you have to scale (laughs) what (laughs) and and and, uh and also i've noticed in this whole world like finding finding what's worth like finding value where things are like what's worth it like there's a lot of stuff like there's a lot of bullshit courses out there like i remember taking an options course like years ago like two years ago and it was like 50 bucks and it was like the course was worse than this one phone call we're having right now. This one phone call will teach people more than this. It was fucking terrible. And so it made me realize, like, oh, not everything is, is worth, like, if it's cheap, it's cheap for a reason. If a Discord is 200 bucks a month or whatever, like, it's worth that. Or if it's whatever, you know, 100 $5, it's going to be whatever it's worth, you know? And so yeah. same with, like, any, like, mentorships or, or like, uh, you know, lifetime memberships. If you're looking at, like, you know, a four thousand dollar this. It's like, yo, man, it's it's not there. I mean, and also one thing I will say: people that are running like discords and and, and doing education stuff, they don't need this education money. You don't need mm-hmm. a couple bucks when you're making fifty grand days on the regular. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's just because I think these people want to like expand. They want people to know about it. They want to educate people, and also teaching is the highest level of understanding so they're becoming better traders all the time because they're constantly teaching the basics and they're hammering it in so it's, it's self-serving while making a few bucks but it's not about the, the money step, to, the final step to all these courses and you know i'm ready for the next level and whatever it might be is i say find a friend and teach them everything you know that's it yeah, and I'm, like, yeah. I'm like find someone to mentor you're gonna find the holes in your own knowledge right away the teacher yep. learns way more than anybody else that's just the way it is and yep. if you really yep. want to level up you know that's that's where it's at and exactly what you're saying it is so hard like the course that Bueller put together and, and the, the mentorships that these guys put together just create a powerpoint that was one of the first things i had my first group i said make a google slides thing on options that we can give to someone who doesn't know options and um, remember, I, this, I told you this in December, Holly. I'm going to send these. I over do. To you. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I remember this. Yeah. I still have that it's, list going, by the way. I have a whole note of like what I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you have to get to that point, you know, of can you teach someone? And to get actually make money off of it, that is a long time down the road. And you need something else for your substance and your, you know, daily sandwiches and your rent it's not going to be this for a long time do not don't count on it as this like it can eventually be a second income there's no doubt about it hopefully that's the goal but Mm -hmm. if i if i say i went to my first open mic today it would be cool to be a famous comedian like you sound like an idiot i know it's (laughs) insane 
But for some reason, people take that approach to this and to just kind of investing it overall, to be honest. It's kind of crazy. But right. that's kind of the, the energy people bring to it. Um, it's just not going to happen overnight. And, and to be honest, like, I remember coming to you being like, oh, I have these goals of like leaving my, my, my corporate hustle. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to travel all the time. And looking now, I'm like, wait a minute, like, I'm realizing how important the psychology of trading is. Where like, if I make this my sole income or try to, I'm gonna put way more pressure on myself and probably it's gonna affect how I mentally trade. I know it. It's the same thing yes. that happened with comedy. Like when I started like picking up these extra corporate jobs on the side, it made me a better comedian because I wasn't wondering where my next sandwich was coming from. And right. so just like this, it's like, hey man, it can definitely be your full-time thing, but it's you gotta be really, really sure and already kind of have the bag to like, pretty much be set before you right. leave and step out you know it has so, to pull you it has to like like people have to be asking for you you know yeah um, yeah and I, I can totally feel that like there's there's times now where not that i'm making some days i'm making you know more than i would make on you know to work or do other or to do shows or things like that but i'm even now at the point now where like i i'm not taking like certain extra like gigs for a few bucks where i'm like I'm not making the money yet, but my time is better served learning this because I know I'm on that path. So it's like, it's yeah. not pulling me out completely yet, but it has definitely like made me make different decisions where I'm like, I was going to go to Chicago this last week and hang out with some friends, but I was like, ah, but then I'm not going to trade. So I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. So, uh, yeah. not that yeah. I'm like not having a fun life. I mean, people see my stories. I'm, I'm in a different state all the fucking time, but, uh, just really making decisions where it's like okay like i haven't drank in almost a week just because i'm like i mean i smoke enough weed anyways but uh just being like hey just maybe don't drink this week and just really focus it's just kind of making those those mm -hmm. decisions so it's kind of pulling me on, on a micro scale but i see where as it scales up it starts pulling your attention kind of like what you said early on where it's like once you realize you could print your own money you were like what's the next video I can watch? Like, what's, what do I need to right. do now? You know, like, and I, dude, I feel like that now where I'm like, Oh shit, I can do this. What's, what's the next thing I can do? Like, who's, who can I learn right. from next? You know? And you know, with, if you want to have your drink and whatever, at least on the West coast for traders, happy hour is at like one o'clock. So <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> we're hitting a late lunch, you know? Um, yeah, be, it might be. And, uh, it's, it's a cool little schedule. You know, it's like the people who, work at Starbucks or IHOP or one of these breakfast places that aren't open late. Yes. Yes. Wake up early. They get their money in. You know, maybe they come home and take a nap from, I don't know, one, two to, to five. But, mm -hmm. you know, you have your, your evening. And, and if that's your schedule, good for you, you know? Dude, I, I, I have been noticing that because some of the, you know, people I follow, like you included, live on the West Coast. I'm like, ooh, I could see how this could work. You know, like if you have a good day, you're walking away from the computer at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Like, just go get a coffee, yeah. have some lunch, take a nap. So I'm like, I remember I worked at a golf course in college. I loved getting it to work at seven and being done at two. Oh yes, dude. You know, so I, I get it. Uh, and yeah, just you, take a nap if you, you have describe to. Describe my teaching career, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I see why, like, why you're like, no, I, I see why, like, it fits into being a trader. And my brother just got a full-time job in Long Beach as a teacher. And uh, nice, I think he was just talking the other night. He's like, I think, like, next year I want to get into trading. He's like, I want to, like, build up some money and kind of, like, get my feet wet with regular, you know, just buying regular stocks. But he's like, yeah. I think in the next year or two, I, was like, I think I could totally make I'm like, dude, the guy that got me into it's a teacher. Like, it fits your schedule. Like, do it. And the thing is... I went to options from 
trading shares. I was trading shares for years. I didn't even know options existed or what they were. Dude, me, <laughs> me too. <laughs> only for employees of the company. Like, oh, I have stock options. Okay, well, I don't work for Microsoft, so I don't know. I, di- I didn't know exactly. you could trade. So, um, you know, that's kind of leveling up. I would say anybody that's that's starting to just trade shares, you know, they want to do Apple. Okay, Apple moves slowly. It's 140 bucks, 150 Yep. So it's not, it's not too crazy. Like you can trade equity and you can paper the same movement as an option and be like, Hey, I made $37. Okay. Well you could have made 700 as an option just so you know. And like I lost 37. You can lose 700 too. So yeah, it, it's, it's an, it's a big adjustment. It's going from the minor leagues to the major leagues for sure. And, yeah. um, I love waking up or whatever to, you know, questions and, Hey, you know, send me a video on Fibonacci or on this pattern. Send me it. Like I'm, I'm, this is what I'm studying now. And, uh, just kind of helping people out. You know, we, when I say wait till you're pulled, like if, if you kept doing, you know, open mics or whatever you were doing. And then all of a sudden people are, um, asking for you to be on their shows. Now yeah. you're not, Begging. I'm not saying to not be in people's ear to like get up there, but right. I was like, I'm not, this was me in my DMs for a year. Oh, I'm not. I don't have a Discord. You should join Bueller. You know, I I, I don't right. have interest in running a Discord. You know, just da da da. And then eventually, um, eventually it happened. But like, you to make a Twitter and say I'm gonna get into trading and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a Discord like takes years man and and just in this year 2020 i've seen so many people who have tried to start a discord and it just didn't get traction and which is fine you know that but it made me think wow maybe we started ours at the right time you know it's been it's been i I think so (laughs) yeah i think there's gonna be a lot more people going going for that mark i do still think there's like i say all the time there's a discord for everybody like there's a group there's enough people out there in the world for every discord to be successful it's just like you have to make sure that you're you're adding enough value to like to your group. I know I know retention can be tough for a lot of them, and so if you see good retention numbers, that's telling you like, hey, we're worth our buck, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So it's just I think it's super interesting where it's like I, I talk about this all the time. I know you and I do where it's like the amount of resources that are out there are insane, and like I'm trying to just do like even like the reviews I've been doing are not like crazy. They're just like, hey, I'm not that far into this game and like here's what i'm playing like i i spent a lot of time like i didn't rush into it i studied a lot of stuff i paper traded for a good minute like i didn't go into big contracts right away still i still i'm not really but still just kind of showing like hey man like start here do this and it's also kind of re like you said earlier it's hammering that shit in my head to be like okay remember this like and a lot of that stuff is really bueller stuff you know like kind of like what you initially started on like kind of just learning those zones and levels and being like okay like pre-market aftermarket all that stuff um yeah really 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 simple like you know you can make it's funny how you can make trading complicated or simple depending on how you want to approach it totally it's just (laughs) what is the current trend and find a pattern within that trend it's just that's all it's all it comes down to and to me everything beyond that is looking too much into it and, and people can be like well i made money off of this fibonacci and fibonacci is very useful and a lot of times when i draw those the fibs i'm like oh the rising wedge we played was right on a fib level 
you know? I didn't play the yeah. fib, but I played the break of the wedge. It happened to be at a right. fib level. Right. And if people want to do that, you know, people have mansions based on playing, playing fibs. Good for them. Um, but I'm like, yeah. check these patterns. And when people are like, you do trading, man, I've thought about that. And I'm like, are you good at math? I'm like, no. I'm like, are, are you good at patterns? Because that's way more important. And I'm talking. Dude, I'm terrible. I'm so bad at math. And I'm, I was an accountant, but I'm, it's just math is reading is accounting. But I no, I agree. <laughs> what what do I say to people to to measure if they're really good at patterns? I'm like, I when I'm at Costco or the grocery store, my cart is like a Tetris thing. I don't just throw it in the cart. I'm like put piecing yeah. it together like a puzzle. Yeah. Does that mean? I'm good at patterns. I have no idea. I don't know what in life I can say. <laughs> do you do X? Oh, then patterns. Like, yeah. I don't think having an organized bathroom area or clean car. Like, I don't know what translates to patterns. But it's like, like Jordan came in and he was seeing these patterns right away. I don't know his life. I, I right. don't know what makes it the person. I don't know. <laughs> I think like that's, that's why. Like, is a hairdresser that's why good? I think- at, because they're oh, the patterns on a scalp. I don't know. <laughs> the um, but that's why they both work. Like whether they're simple or complicated. That's why like it's like you can do either one. You can be like you know Professor Carrie Trays and be a, an absolute wizard, or you can just play boba plays like we've been talking about in Morning Voice a lot. We're just playing supply and demand stuff and just kind of like like there's only like I don't think that guy even uses indicators and he's got like a four million dollar account. The guy who yeah. did that, whoever Jordan sent me that PDF. Um, just playing supply and demand, you know, and so it can be complicated. Right. It can be whatever you want it, you know, you can make it complicated and like, it just depends on what personality will fit your style, you know, like I like systems right. and rules. That's why I love like adult board games. That's why I was a good accountant. That's why I like, I was always, I've always been a big reader of like fantasy novels. It's all about like figuring out like what's going on. Like I like system mm-hmm. and ru- systems and rules and like even if they're complicated, I don't care. I like that. Like, I love, like, deck-building games. If you ever played Dominion, like, that kind of shit. Like, so, I feel like that translates really well to uh, to options. Or I was a big chess player when I was younger. I feel like you said it before I even made right. the connection, but options is financial chess, and I couldn't agree more, where it's, like, a million ways to play it. You'll never master it, but the more you do it, the better you get. I mean, there's so many ways you can compare it, you know? Um, yes. But I feel like your personality will, will pick your style. <laughs> or, like... Yeah. Same with, like, comedy. I just say, like, do with comedy, it's like, don't try to be Bill Burr, because Bill Burr is way better at being Bill Burr than you'll ever be. So don't try to be him. Just do what you think is funny, and if you trust your comedic bone, it'll be funny. Like, I have a pretty pretentious sense of humor, so if I write a joke I think it's funny, it's probably funny. You know? It's like, I kind of, like, when I, like, meet women, one of the things I like to do is, like, oh, what kind of TV shows do you like? And if they say Big Bang Theory, I'm like, uh... But if I say, like, curb your enthusiasm, I'm like, let's go, you know? Exactly. So Yeah, that's a, that's a good gauge. Yeah, and, and furthermore, even if you guys click, you have to be able to watch TV together. Dude, 100%. And I didn't watch no Big Bang Theory. No knock, but why would you do that when no. you can, like, watch Seinfeld or Frasier or, like, so many other great shows? Um, I know. I, I've, I've had some people I love that are, like, couldn't get into Seinfeld. And I'm thinking... Okay. Uh, how? Like, how can you not get a side Our our friendship has reached a wall. Um, yeah, there's. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't understand that. There's certain things that are undeniable. Like, I'm just like, no, that's just an incorrect assessment. <laughs> I I've been watching Seinfeld lately. That's all I've been watching. 
Bro, me too. Uh, I rotate NBC shows. I rotate like five of them. Uh, Frasier, Scrubs, The Office, Seinfeld, Parks and Rec maybe. So like they're all, I'll ro- rotate all those for like my late night watches. All shows I've seen before, they put me to bed every night. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and like it's so- been, it'll be like, I'll go in like one to two year kicks. Like I, I just got done oh, watching yeah. Frasier for like two years straight. So now I'm on like a two year Seinfeld binge, you know? Wow, I was watching a Larry Sanders show during COVID. Dude, good stuff. That's a, good that's a great show. Yeah. So I again, that's another seen... that's another good gauge of a show to be like if they watching like Larry Sanders. That's a great gauge. <laughs> I haven't seen Curb at all. Only like two episodes. Oh my god! And you like Seinfeld? Yeah. Dude, I, I have Seinfeld like memorized. Dude, oh my gosh! Okay, you're gonna love Curb. You're also gonna realize that oh, while Jerry is great for the show. Larry is the genius behind the whole everything. Larry is everything. Okay. Like, it's so good. Larry David's I one of my heroes. <laughs> like, he's so great. I also just, I, I love how rich he is and how annoyed he is by literally everything. He's got like eight, he's like a billionaire. And he he's just so hates everything. Rich. So rich. It's so, it's so great. <laughs> Dude, I mean. Dude, I you would love that show. I think he's a billionaire just off of Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, what else did he do? He didn't do other TV shows. He only did... And he didn't even, like... A lot of times, people go off and do other, like, projects, like um, like uh, Michael uh, Michael Skur, the guy who did The Office, Parks and Rec, The Good Place. I mean, usually they do other stuff. Or, like, Bill Lawrence has done, what, five shows, Scrubs, Cougar Town, Spin City, Ted Lasso. Okay. But, like, he only did <laughs> Seinfeld. The, do you remember the guy that played Darren on Seinfeld? Darren was the intern. Yes, yes. Of okay. America Industries. America Industries. And he goes, Darren's going away for a long time. All right? Yeah. So, Darren, that actor, is one of the creators of, I'm going to say, top three show ever, ever, of comedy. The Grinder. The Grinder. I, wait. I haven't seen The Grinder. So, it's... Is this thing you, wait. What is I sent yeah, you I this like however long ago. It's I was Rob say, Lowe. You sent me your friend, the thing yeah. your friend wrote or something. No, 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 not my friend. Rob Lowe, um, Fred Savage. They star in it, and yeah. that dude. I looked it up. That dude was like one of the showrunners or the creators or something. That actor. No shit. Um, That's awesome. So it's one season, and it is. I, I've I've seen that season so many times because it's only one season, but it is yeah. absolutely hilarious. You have to buy it. I think I Venmo <laughs> or was gonna Venmo you ten bucks to buy the season. Oh, dude, I'll um, buy the season today. Fuck it. <laughs> oh my god, it, buy it today. Watch it this weekend. You might finish the 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 season the series today. I mean, it is so damn funny. Maya Rudolph comes in as a as a recurring, and she's. I don't want to give it Damn, away okay. just because I want people listening or you to whatever to yeah. the grinder. Yeah, I, I'll I, check I it out. Remember, I think it was what, this dude named. Oh God, I don't want to. I don't remember the executive producer of like The Office. I looked up and I looked up like what other shows he's done or Arrested Development or something. That's how I found the show. Oh, okay. But I love okay. Fred Savage and I love Rob Lowe, of course, because you know Parks and Rec. He's he's amazing dude, in it. Rob Lowe's hilarious. <laughs> Please My watch favorite the favorite Report. <laughs> the grinder is is life changing, and every time okay. we watch 
the episodes, we we hear different jokes that we missed. Ooh, that's the best. It's yeah, it's so kind of like good. like old Simpsons. I'll catch some of those where I'm like, holy shit, I missed that one. Dude, Tesla's in a big bear flag, and I'm in puts, <laughs> and it's just oh, shit. rising up. Well, if you need yeah, to go, I, we uh, we've already put in a nice uh, we've already put in a nice episode. Yeah, that's good, man. I'm just looking forward to you coming out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, paint the town red a little wait, bit, man. If you yeah, would have come I just out, got my flights yesterday or two days. However ago. long ago, I would have been sorry, Holly. I'm in bed. This I know. I'm kind of glad that worked out. Like, well, I'm not glad you get sick, sick over but... summer. Sick over summer? It's happened to me, that's man. Right. I, like, Has it? Well, you yeah, travel. It, that's why. Yeah, exactly. I, I I'm licking airplanes. You know. <laughs> I if I travel usually I get a little bit uh, allergies like you know the first twelve hours I'm there at minimum just I don't oh, know yeah. why but dude I don't get sick over summer I've been home this shit's been brutal yeah. I, I don't know maybe somebody can like tell me I had COVID December twenty twenty like bef- the first strain not you know Omicron whatever right right the OG I'm thinking the OG <laughs> I'm thinking. Do people, when they subsequently get sick, just, you know, head cold, is it worse after having COVID? I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I miraculously never got it, knock on wood. I mean, I was in every red state. I was in New York for two of the searches. Like, I don't know what was going on, uh, but I have no idea. And and that's, I'm sure we could find eight Google searches that support your claim here and eight that go against it. You know I what know. I mean? It's like, yes and no is the answer. Dude, it was. I, I was texting you. The Percocets left over from my tonsil surgery saved my life. And my urgent Ooh. care appointment, I'm like, the only thing that's got me through this week is Percocets. And he's like, well, I can't give you narcotics. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> number one, why? Number two, there's got to be something that's freaking stronger than ibuprofen that isn't a narcotic. Ibuprofen, it's so ibuprofen. <laughs> it's like. I was like, like telling your doctor you're taking Percocet to feel better. It's like, yeah, I mean, like I took some Nyquil, with that, but my crack pipe really lit me up this morning, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> the Percocet like, are wait, prescribed. Wait. <laughs> You're prescribed, dude. These guys act like I'm like, give me five. I, I'm trying to get yeah. through another week. I'm not asking for we'll 190, just... <laughs> 50. They're like, whoa, we'll just... whoa, I. <laughs> I'm like, dude, are you fucking? Sick? Did you go to med school? And study at UCLA for 12 years to tell me to take ibuprofen. Did you do that? Come the fuck they sure on, did. bro. They sure did. That's, that's like, like when you call the support and they're like, have you have you tried turning it off and on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just or sat like, for an hour and a half in urgent care to be told to take ibuprofen. Really? Uh, and then if they give it to you, it's like $12 a pill or something to your insurance. <laughs> it's like, oh, what a grift. God. I love a good grift, but not that one. Like fuck, <laughs> but All right, brother. I mean, let's, yeah. I hope you're feeling let's better. Make let's make plans for. Uh, let's see. What's the date? Even I don't even know what day it is. Today is the twenty second. I don't know what day. It's Friday. The twenty. So we got like a week and a half. A week and a half, something like that. Yeah, eleven days. I think it works out to ten days, something like that. I leave like not this week, but next week, Wednesday, I think. And I land in the heart of rush hour at LAX. It's gonna suck, but whatever. I'll just get a burrito and say fuck it. But. I'll be fine by, uh, I know I tried to find a Burbank, but they didn't book it for me because the flights went too expensive. So they're like, Hey, (laughs) 
<laughs> we booked you, but do you you're going to just LAX. Uber usually out of LAX? Bro, here's what I do. Depending, it depends how expensive Uber is. But I used to take the flyaway buses, and honestly, to Hollywood, yeah, I would just take the one to Union Station. It's a nice big chartered bus. During rush hour, buses go just as fast as the Uber. So just hop on that one to downtown. I would take the red line right up to Hollywood, and it would take just as long, and it'd be like total eleven dollars, something like that, you know. Um, mm. And last time I was when I was living in LA, I didn't have. I had some money, but not that ca- not much cash. So like eleven dollars versus a hundred was quite a bit. And even now, I'm like, I'm not against spending a hundred. I was like, I'd rather just take the eleven dollar bus and then go to Musso and Frank's when I get there. Still spending the same amount of money, you know. Are we gonna go there, dude? We should. I'm d- I'm totally down. I- have you been there before? I don't think you have. Yeah, I went. Um... Oh, that's right. No, you did go. You went with. Uh, yeah. I forget when you went. Not uh, you not Malibu though. You, you went to Malibu. I went to Hollywood. Wait, Musos is only in Hollywood, I think. Oh, what was the Maybe? Malibu spot you were saying to go to? Oh, Nobu. Oh, okay, Nobu. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. hit up Musso, Musso's or whatever. Have you had the prime Dude. rib? That big-ass uh, prime rib thing, whatever it is? I always get I always get fillets at Musso's because I'm a fillet bitch. Dude. And a really good that... prime rib, though, is Smokehouse in Burbank, right across the hill. Legendary Smokehouse, uh, right right across from Warner Brothers Studios. Really like, Best prime rib. The New England Clam right. Chowder. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that right across the street. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to get something dry-aged. Ooh. Uh, dude, one of the coolest ways to do it, uh, Amboy Meats, downtown LA. The guy that started Egg Slut, he sold it to like some big company. They've since franchised <laughs> it, but he, he started Egg Slut, and then... They made a big company out of it, and he was like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to New York City and just focus on making the best burgers ever. And so now he has a burger stand right across from Howland Ray's, downtown L.A. Uh, okay. It's called Amboy Quality Meats. His burgers are the best, but he has dry. He has the best dry-aged meats in the city there. Um, okay. And so you can Gotta buy, like, and he, dude, you can go there and just buy your own meats, take home, obviously, but you can buy his nicest cuts, and he'll just cook it right there for you, like, Make a hundred dollar steak and give it to you in a little plastic thing. He puts French fries in. Like here. I'm down to do so that. So dope, dude. If you it's want to, awesome. um, <laughs> if you want to get meat and we can grill it at your spot, that's fine too. Ooh, Whatever you want to do, that might that might be the move. Yeah, we could probably do that too. Uh, we'll figure it out. But that sounds like either way, we're gonna get some dry aged shit. But he like, and <laughs> if you go there, he cuts his own he cuts his own ribeyes, dude. So like the shavings from the ribeyes, he puts in the DH burger. It's a ten ounce ribeye burger. Dude, it's wild. All right, I'm down, dude. Give me some dry age. <laughs> dry age or right, nothing. Man. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll get it up. We'll All right, get brother. it going. I uh, we'll, uh, hope you feel better. All right. Thank you, man. I hope you feel better. Thanks, dude. Finally feeling all right. All right. Uh, your your mustache saved me. <laughs> dude, the power of the stash. <laughs>